What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. To be or not to be. That is the question. Whether it's just nobler and mine to suffer. The slings and arrows of outrageous fortune are to take arms. All right, hey man, what's going on? Hey, how's it going, man? What do you know about that? <laughs> I, I think it's Shakespeare, right? Yeah, yeah. That's about all I know. I ruined it, man. I'll give you a better Tommy later. That is. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you realize, but you sound a lot like Steve Carell whenever you. You said that. Is that like your Steve Carell voice or something? Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. <laughs> That's not what I was intending. We'll go with that. Yeah, sure. I, I'll do one better. <laughs> I'll do one better later. <laughs> that is, um, oh, man. Have you seen Disaster Artist? I have not, no. All right. Stop you right there. I stop you. I, I stop you right there. <laughs> All right. Hey, by the way, guys, this is Porch Talk. We're doing it unconventionally. Um. Matter of fact, we're not even on a porch. It's more like phone lines tonight. I'm talking to uh, my friend, childhood friend, grew up with a guy, J.C. Hildreth. Um, he's coming in from Charleston, South Carolina. We're doing phone lines tonight, and uh, I'm hosting tonight, Alan Aldridge. So, disaster artist. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's James Franco. You, you know what I'm talking about? You say anything about it? Yeah, yeah, I saw reviews about it um for sure like I, I thought it was just a uh an ad for for something at first so i realized it was an actual real movie so what it is it's uh tommy Wusso. uh that's the room this is 2003 uh that movie right. came out and so back in 1998 as by the movie and i this is pretty as close the way it went down i guess in real life uh acting class in sacramento Greg Sestero and Tommy Wiso, if I can say it, uh, they meet. They meet in an acting class, and it just kind of goes from there. And Tommy has got this 
Eastern European accent, dude, and it's it's awesome. James Franco knocks it out of the park. Man, it's stupid good. He's, I mean, <laughs> you have to admit, just from looking at pictures and stuff, that he he does very much resemble him. You know, when he has long hair and everything. So he right, he even got like this this weird eye thing that Tommy does. I mean, it was down yeah. to the mannerisms and like at the end of the movie, they showed like clips that they you know filmed in the disaster artist and then clips from the room and it was tit for tat like bad acting and i mean that was that would be the one thing that i would spotlight would be the fact that the good actors made bad acting look good you know what i'm saying it it was just it was just like this tropic thunder thing where it was a movie inside a movie inside of a bad movie yeah but it all like equaled out because of that yeah, it was just, I, I don't know, I, I like Tropic Thunder. I've seen that movie too many times. It's just kind of my kind of movie, and there's only two of them. Yeah. I'm a small audience, but I'm for it. Oh, your friend, little kid. He, he talks like that. He's <laughs> like, And he got his brother to play, like, the co-star, Dave Franco. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, of course, Seth Rogen's in it, friends, family, and all this and that. And, like, it's funny, like, watching it. I couldn't imagine being... James Franco's brother. Like, there's this bar scene where um, This Is the Rhythm of the Night comes on, you know. This is the rhythm of the night. Yeah, that song comes on, and he's like, oh, I love this song. I must dance. And, like, Dave's just looking at him, and I'd be like, it would be the same way I would look at this. I was like, by the way, he's dressed ridiculously. Like, I wouldn't want to be seen in public with a fella, right? Yeah. And he just gets out there and, like, just YouTube it. I'm pretty sure you could find the scene because it's wonderful. And he's he's breaking it down, but he's breaking it down in a very special way. Yeah. And, you know, the bartender wakes up, uh, walks up, and she's like, your friend, he's unique. And uh, she, hey, yeah, you know, that's, uh, that's a way of putting it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, get, man, you'll laugh, man. It's it, it'll probably be only good for once for you. I mean, but yeah. it may, but it may I mean, be. I don't know. We we both. I feel like we both like some stupid movies, and that, there is some you like that I don't. But yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's more that we both like, you know, together than apart. <laughs> so I don't know. I'll I'll, uh, I'll check it out and and see. I think it's already like out of theaters, and you know, like in Redbox and stuff. Now. Yeah, yeah. I have the Redbox copy here. Mm-hmm. It didn't get it, it didn't get taken back. <laughs> that is, um, I'm sure since it's a James Franco movie, I'm sure it has a bunch of different stuff like revolving like with uh, plot and stuff like that. Is it is it like a normal Hangover? No, know, no, 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 or? no, no. It's not that type. Like it's kind of like Pineapple Express. And what I mean by that is, like, one of the main things I love about Pineapple Express is um, the the attention to detail. Yeah. Like, oh, it's a pothead movie. Well, yeah, it is. But, like, <laughs> there's a scene in his apartment where it kind of shows in his bedroom. Uh-huh. He's got cowboys and Indian action figures set up, and it looked like before somebody come knocking on the door to come buy some pot, he was in there playing Cowboys and Indians with himself. That's a good joke. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a little the the things in the background is some little small attention to detail things and like the the casting 
is always really well done with her movies. Like they got Sharon Stone, she's playing an agent. She's funny. Uh, Nick Offerman's wife in real life. Do you know her? I don't know her real name. Her last name's Offerman. Not sure. She guest starred probably in Parts and Recreation, if I had to guess. But anyway, she's hilarious. She plays Dave Franco's character's mother. Uh-huh. And, man, she's not. she's only in one scene, but it's one of the funniest scenes in the whole movie. And it's like 15 minutes in. And is, it, is it Megan? Is her name Megan? Maybe, like I say, I don't know. I mean, if yeah, if you if you Google Nick Offerman's wife, if it comes up, Megan, we'll go with that. That's what that's what happened. Great, <laughs> great. And by the way, hey, oh, one more because it's on Netflix. Have yeah. you have you seen the movie uh, Into the Wild? Uh, that actually does sound familiar. Let me see if I can see the title on that. We watched so many freaking movies on Netflix lately. Oh, man, you and Rebecca will love this one, dude. Check it out. I think you will. This is an adventurous movie. Uh, did me and you watch The Secret Life of Walter Mitty? That Ben, yeah, that ben Stiller? Cool. Did you, you like that, right? Yeah, it was, it was pretty okay, good. Okay, well, this was, this one's actually, this is a true story. Like, it's not daydreaming. Mm-hmm. It, it, at the end of the movie, it shows the picture of the, the real dude. And so, like, to give you the story, this maybe will front, run you up, but, like, my favorite part of the movie... Well, I would recommend buying it unless it just stays on Netflix. Is it's, and I may be the only person in the world that does this, but it's got a really good soundtrack. And so sometimes I'll put the movie on the TV while I'm doing other things just to hear it. Background noise, yeah. Yeah, it's it's good background noise. So if I'm, you know, whatever, whatever I'm doing, I was like, I don't mind it being on. But the story, Alexander Supertramp. <laughs> That's what he changed his name to. That's what's on his grave uh, when he finally <laughs> gets to the magic bus. In Alaska, okay. is uh, he just graduated college from Atlanta? Maybe one of the colleges in Atlanta, yeah. and he just right after graduation, he was back at his apartment that he was renting out. He decided to burn all his money, burn his social security card, and what? Just take off into the wild. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, watch that then. Yeah, it doesn't. That doesn't solve me now. That's a killer movie, man. Killer movie. Huh. So, like, what, 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 why is that? Like, what's the reasoning behind that? The reasoning like, behind it. It was his parents' marriage that done it. He was really, really, really troubled with his parents' marriage. Uh, they hated each other, and it was evident. And like he talks about it back and forth throughout the film, you know, about like uh, the parents meeting and talking about, you know, well, we're about to divorce. Who do you want to live with? Yeah. And like he had a sister, and just how much it troubled him. And like it's a whole lot of like poetry and a whole lot of music and a whole lot of it's kind of representing that, and it's kind of a building theme and. He he yeah. talks about it a whole lot more as he comes across the different people that he's going to meet and all this and that. Uh, it's a good movie. Like uh, Vince Vaughn's in it. Uh, he's got a real fun role. Um, Zach Galifianakis is in it. It's before The Hangover. And if you're careful, you won't even realize that Zach Galifianakis is even in it. It's on it's on Netflix. It's it's a good movie, man. It's like uh, there's not a whole lot of time to be invested either. Uh, that that's what's really turned me off lately with. Disney and Marvel movies is the fact that 
every stinking one of them has to be two and a half hours long. <laughs> At least. Granted, on that, I've seen, I just recently, it was last week, I watched The Avengers. Oh, what'd you think? Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. It was the first one in a while I liked. Uh, with the exception of Thor Ragnarok, but I didn't like it all the way through. I got like I thought Thor Ragnarok was it was a good it was a good movie it was funny, it was a lot yeah. of fun but it was only fun for about an hour for me, and the last thirty forty five minutes of it I was like, I'm really ready to stop. I don't want to do this anymore. Wait, what did you not like about it? It, it just kind of went cold for me. Like I just I got bored with it. Yeah. But I mean, I was glad I kept watching it because you got to see like Thor really learn a little bit more about his power and like he's pretty bad to the bone. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was. I mean, I like. I really liked it. Honestly, like that's. Like I don't yeah. Say my favorite so far, but it's for sure in my top top five. Um, just because of how well they kind of merged, you know, that world with the kind of the Guardians of the Galaxy world. You know, I, I thought that was. That was kind of, you know, pretty neat, you know, since, you know, they were kind of going to meet anyways, you know, I thought they did a really good job combining that, you know, especially since Thor and, you know, and Asgore and all that kind of stuff has been kind of cloaked and, you know, in that mysticism and magic and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, but now they kind of try to explain it away with like technology and, you know, and stuff like that. I don't know. I, I liked it. I thought they done a pretty good job on it. Yeah. I enjoyed that one. The main thing I hated the most, I guess, was... Uh, Star Lord, like his character, man, he. Like, I, I liked I like Guardians of the Galaxy. All right, like the playlist. I guess that was what made it for me. For that movie was the soundtrack. That's bad to say, yeah. but um, I liked his character. He was funny, and the second one was okay because of the same reasons. But then in yeah. the third, like it was like out the gate, he was just jealous of Thor. Yeah. Uh, they really played him like as uh, the weakest, kind of stupidest character. Right? Yeah, they made him. The, yeah, they made him look so weak and like he was so he was just so enthralled by uh, Gamora. Yeah. You know, like uh, he was. It, it was just kind of like disrupting like Star Lord. You know, you kind of forgot why he was there. I mean, it, I don't know a whole lot about Guardians of the Galaxy, but I mean, I guess he's uh, is he a big deal? Is he powerful? I don't. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you would think. I mean, I don't know if he is now as much as he probably used to be since, you know, his dad was basically, you know, a god or creator of the universe or whatever. But, so, I mean, it kind of depends on how you look at it, I guess, you know. But, um, yeah, I mean, I thought they'd done a kind of a crap job with, uh, with him. I mean, I, in my opinion, though, I do like what they kind of did with the Spider-Man aspect of it. You know, I thought they'd done pretty good with, you know, Peter Parker and bringing everybody together. Um yeah, yeah, that that part I did like. I th I thought the introduction with everybody was awesome. What about the Hulk? Because I've heard there's a couple of theories, and, yeah, and everybody knows. But what is your thoughts on why he wouldn't come out? I mean, there's two. There's two big ones that I believe. One, I'll, like I'll tell you the one I believe the least amount first. So. That one would be that the fact that he's actually Loki. That that's a, that was that's a, a big one that I believe, but it's the least probably out of the two. Like I mentioned, I know. You that know, like one. I said, you know, Loki's a trickster. He kind of replaced himself with him, and that's the reason you know the Hulk hasn't come out was because 
he's actually either still on that ship or, you know, with the rest of the Asgardians, wherever they escaped to, whatever happened with that, you know. Um, and then the one I kind of believe the most is the fact that, you know, him, the Hulk and, you know, Bruce Banner has been fighting over control so much that if he gives control back to the Hulk again, he goes away. Like he'll, he'll never come back again. Right. And, you know, and, and another thing too, like it could be, you know, that goes back to of, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's you the know, one that, that's the one I believe. That's the one I believe. I think that Hulk knows that if he goes again, that Bruce will have complete control and he'll be yeah. able to turn it off and on again when he likes. Yeah. Exactly. Because, like, I mean, in, in Thor Ragnarok, the, 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 the yeah, go ahead. That, I, I don't really know if I believe it, but it it seems like the most genuine is that what's eventually going to happen in the next movie is they're finally going to completely combine. So it'll be the brain and the brawn together, but kind of like a middle Hulk. So he's not as big as usual, but he's not a human. They'll call him, and his new name will kind of be Professor Banner. Because apparently in the comics, that was a big thing that, that eventually happened was they both fought over control so much that they finally agreed just to completely combine. You know what I mean? Yeah, they Not had be a compromise. Anymore, just be one. Um, but uh, that's another apparently big theory that I actually just read today. So, I don't know. Yeah, and then I had one that I made up myself. Okay. And uh, it's really dumb. <laughs> But I presented it. I presented it to Andrew, and he kind of played with it. This is just a guy watching a movie. Thanos made him look like such a punk that he's too scared to come out. You talking about Thanos did? <laughs> yeah, like at the very beginning of the movie, he completely just overpowered and punked him out, and now he's like. I'm being kind of a titty baby about it. I don't want to come out and play. I'm not I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> I'm yeah. done. But like I mean the real reason is, you know, there's a power struggle. I understand that. But I'm just having a little yeah. fun with it. Uh, I mean I, I could kinda I don't know, I feel like I could kinda go with that too. I mean he's he's never ever been beat, you know what I mean? He's always been the most powerful, the toughest, yada yada yada. And right, I mean beat. Even in Thor Ragnarok, when him and Thor were th- hang, you know, throwing down like the open. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you gotta imagine his pride's pretty high, you know, for that to finally be smashed down, you know that. He got knocked um, out. Yeah. <laughs> Almost died. Yeah. Yeah. He got knocked out. All right. So what else? What has been good? What have y'all been watching? What What is good? What else is good? Uh, we just got through watching the new series. You ever watched Orange is the New Black on Netflix? No, no, I have not watched that. That's pretty funny. It, it was, it's kind of bad, honestly, but it, it's it's a pretty funny, like Netflix original series. Um, Black Mirror. That's another one of Netflix series we watched lately and finished. It's it's like freaking awesome. I highly suggest suggest it to anybody, especially if you like. You know, technology and stuff like that. You know, okay. It's uh, every episode is a completely different, like story. If that makes any sense. So, like, you don't have to watch them in any certain order or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like little Easter eggs now, and and some of the later ones. You know, that includes stuff from the first ones, but you know, it's not in any way you know mandatory for you to watch them in order. But it's it's pretty freaking awesome, and some of them are actually so tit for tat that it's kind of scary like you know about how you know technology is 
kind of screwing us over, like different stories of how it will in the future basically ruin our lives, you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. That's just some recent ones I can think of, I guess. All right. Hey, let's step off into uh, the music realm. Shoutly. What's been good, my buddy? Um, Kaleo kick here lately. Like, that's, that's all I listen to, like, on repeat or even on Pandora. Like, uh, you know, the station I have it on is just Kaleo. So, they it, all it does is play music, you know, similar to that also. So, right. I mean, I don't know. That's just me. That's kind of been my audio addiction lately. Dude, I have told you. I saw... Um, I'm not rubbing it in. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw uh, Kaleo in Memphis back in May, and man, it was in like like you like um. We kind of talked a little bit about how we were introduced, and it was just Pandora, and I heard "Way Down We Go." Yeah. And I was immediately hooked. You know, that's the hit. And if you haven't heard of Kaleo, look up "Way Down We Go." But if you look up anything else they've done, you won't just be disappointed. Uh, look at Kaleo. That's K-A-L-E-O. They're awesome. Um, their A-B album, it's clever because the first, it's a 10-song album. The first five tracks are heavier. They're more blues rock. And then 6 through 10 is kind of an acoustic blues. Uh, it's a really well-done album. But seeing them live, and the cat can whistle. Oh, man. That's not the the best talent like whistling I've, I've never even heard of like i mean you, you think it's computer generator or something right until i mean i've watched youtube videos of him live recording different videos especially save yourself and like man it gives you chill bumps you know like listening to it, it's just it's just insane like right when they started playing save yourself you are no it's it's uh, i can't go on without you it's the last song on the yeah. album it starts out like really light acoustic guitar and it's just him whistling it's like dude you know, and yeah, all this and that. Yeah. And, man, it's like the second note he hits, and you're like, um, by the way, this guy can really whistle. Nobody's going to take that away from him. And, like, it doesn't get any worse because he just kept getting better and better. And he was hitting notes. I was like, well, man, like he's got two vocal cords up in there doing, making whistling noises. Is there somebody, like, behind stage doing it? What's going on here? This cat is killing it. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, it, like I said, it gives me chill bumps. But, I mean, I even listen to, like, because, you know, they're an Icelandic-based band. You know, they're from Iceland. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Vora Glosk. Huh? Vora Glosk. Oh, man, that one, there's another one. Like, But that's the obviously the more most well-known one they've probably done in Icelandic. But, man, and, like, I mean, it's just one of the things, like, I, I feel like I can get, like, 30 different things done because it's, like, a calming kind of zen, you know what I mean, like song. Okay. It's like you can just do anything, you know, like when you're listening to that, like you're freaking Superman or something, you know? I got you. Yeah. Oh, Greta Van Fleet. Are you familiar? What's the name again? Sorry, I didn't catch it. Greta Van Fleet. Uh, no, I can't say I've heard of that one. Okay. So, before I tell you anything, I'll just tell you who's in the band and tell me what kind of music do you think they'll be playing. The oldest guy in the band is 21 years old. The youngest, and the youngest, by the way, there's four-piece band. Okay. You got electric guitar, power vocals, a bass guitarist, and a drummer. And there's twins. The twins are 18. Then there's the older brother, and then there's a drummer. The twins are 18 years old. That's your 
vocals and your lead guitarist. Yeah. And then the older cats, they're uh, playing bass and drums. What kind of music are they playing? I don't know. Since we're talking about Cleo, I'll, I'll just go on a limb and, and say maybe like bluesy folk type music or, or okay. is that a, even in the same ballpark. Okay. You familiar with Led Zeppelin? Yeah. Yeah. He sounds, if you close your eyes, matter of fact, the song I want you to listen to, a uh, safari song, just pull it up. If if you did not look who the song was, song was done by, you would say, that's a Led Zeppelin song. That sounds like Robert Plant. Man, these, Greta Van Fleet. Dude, I bought the EP, it's eight songs, right? Yeah. All eight of them are fire. Track number four is a cover. It's the same guy who sang Dock at the Bay. I can't think of his name right now. Otis Redding. Otis Redding. It's the Otis Redding cover. I was born down by the river in a little tent. It's a great, I can't think of the name of the song. That's opening lines. But the rest of the songs, as far as I know, they're um, original. Radio stations around here, 99.9 and 101.7, I think 101.7, have been playing Greta Van Fleet, but they've been playing the latest single. It's called, and I also recommend this, if this is your first time to hear Greta Van Fleet, look up When the Curtain Falls. That'll If you look up Greta Van Fleet, that'll probably be the first thing that pops up. That song is stupid good. And, I mean, they're killing it. You can look them up on YouTube, man. They're live performances. They are just as good live as they are in the studio. Probably better. I like the gimmick. It looks like they shopped at Earthbound before they went and played. One of the songs on their first CD is called Flower Power. I mean, it's, it looks like it's late 60s, 70s music. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, so they're, they're trying to pull from that image from like the 70s yeah. or something. And it's, like, it's so much fun to share with your parents. <laughs> oh, my Lord, man. I, the responses when you share it with somebody, 50s going into yeah. 60s, there's, this is Led Zeppelin. They're like, no, nah, these, these cats are, uh, could be your grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they make it rock and roll. The way it's supposed to be made. Yeah, it'd be good to play with them and be like, you don't remember this song from, from you know, your, whenever you was a teenager? No, I, I don't I never hear this. You never heard that? And I promise, I promise you could get away with that, man. The tone that they're getting, instruments, especially yeah. the guitar, and the vocal he brings, it is just like it just hopped right out of that era. It's like he put in Led Zeppelin 1. You know, back in 69 or whenever it released, it's around that time. I'm like, my goodness, these cats get it. We have been looking for this. And here it is. <laughs> I'll check them out tomorrow while I don't work. Um, Another band, I want, are you familiar with, this is Kaleo related. Are you familiar with uh, the ex-ambassadors? Yeah, yeah. I like that. Great. About uh, Houndsmouth. Think I've, I've heard of them Hound's Mouth. Yes. Sedona's a good song. Uh, if you want something soulful, and he's probably my favorite artist at the moment right now. You familiar with Leon Bridges? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh-huh. Well, I don't need to tell you anything more. I've heard of, uh, I, I can't remember, I think it's like S, S-Y-M-L. Have you heard of them? That's, that's a pretty, that's a new band I started liking too. I found on Pandora. 
think Where's Where's My Love or something like that is the name of that song. Okay. Anyways, they, they kind of have a, a similar similar sounding uh, songs to you know Kaleo and kind of really more like X Ambassadors, honestly. I haven't heard them yet. So S Y M L. Yeah, S-Y-M-L. What's one of their songs? Do you know? Where's My Love. Where's My is Love. A, is the one like I, I have already downloaded. Cool. All right, so back to Netflix while I'm thinking about it. Anthony Bourdain's Parts Unknown. Yeah, yeah, I've watched them. Yeah, watched them for a dude. Time. And that kind of brought me up to it with Jack White and all those vinyls and like what we're talking about, how cheap it is. Have you seen the Nashville episode? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's so freaking many of them. It's Netflix overload, and it it, it is something that you binge watch, but I don't think yeah. it's I don't think it's something that you would want to. Uh, I think it's something that you could take a little bit at a time. I mean, because it's a lot of different things going on. It's a lot of different things to think about. That Nashville episode was, what is Nashville known for? I mean, everybody knows, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously that is what the show's about. I mean, we're focusing on music. and like, yeah. So he's hanging out with friends in Nashville and all this and that. You know, typical show, and he's just kind of delving in, and he goes into like... Uh, the country scene, and then he goes into the dive bars to get in, you know, to some of the different genres of music that's being represented. And he kind of meets yeah. with artists who are kind of breaking ground and uh, talking about how Nashville, it's not as country as it used to be. There's a lot of new music. And it was a really, it's probably my favorite episode. Cobb, he showed me that one. I didn't know anything about Parts Unknown until he showed it to me. But that was a phenomenal episode. You have chirotherapy they done that on that episode if you had any questions about that <laughs> they, yeah. they they filmed them doing it so that's pretty cool and they kind of talk about how it feels and how painful it is and all this and that the, the ice therapy stuff right right yeah where you put yeah, your I, I think I did watch that actually yes yeah. I do remember that part of it yeah and so anyway toward the end of the episode back to vinyls while we originally uh, ain't I a good rabbit chaser it shows Jack White and he's got you know third man records and he's pumping out vinyls like crazy a forerunner i want to say and kind of like bringing back vinyls and you know if he has this thing called the blue room where he records the band or the artists in that room and it goes directly to vinyl live yeah and so he recorded margot price and her story is on that show it's not someone that nashville wanted she's country music as the day is long but she yeah. ain't she ain't radio country. It's not something that would sell. And yeah. so Jack White took her and recorded it, and it was number one in the UK. Jeez. Yeah. So I mean, I I love it. I'm big. I'm going to now. Like I I remember like some parts of it, but I don't know. I mean, I focus more. I mean, obviously, I was focused more kind of on the the food part. I can't say that. Oh yeah, and he does a wonderful job of covering that, don't he? Yeah, for sure. Like that's that's one of my favorite. Yeah, that's like a that's a third of the show is food. Yeah, and it's good, man. Like in the Nashville, it's not so good for me because like that's like my crutch, spicy food. I love it, but I don't need too much of it. <laughs> I think that's most people, honestly. I'm telling you. But anyway, he gets. That's why they do the chirotherapy. Is like he's trying to get over how hot the chicken was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, that, that is, I'm more and more familiar for sure. 
<laughs> yeah, so you've seen it. I mean, that's a really yeah. dope show. So let's get down to the nitty gritty of the Sounds subject. Sounds good. Ancestry.com. Let me hear yeah. it. What happened? Um, I mean, it's pretty cool. Like, uh, thankfully, like my uncle Butch, he he doesn't he knows a little bit about like our family history and stuff. So it probably helped out more than anything for me to kind of fact check some of the stuff, you know, since he kind of already researched stuff on his own so much, or just had kind of family record going by his stuff and stuff. I found it. It's freaking. It's pretty cool. And you can get like a trial, like a kind of a couple of months trial, and you can really do most of your research then, and then cancel the trial, and then you still have all the information and stuff you have saved but it's pretty neat i mean like i went back all the way to the mid 1500s of my family whoa 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 you went 1500s yeah so you went to europe yeah england england what side of the family hildreth oh yeah only you can get sidetracked easy you gotta you gotta keep it focused like you know what i mean to one branch basically so I, I did all Hilders like you know the grandfather route you know what I mean or father grandfather route I mean that would make the most sense you would think like the the name would stay the same you know it wouldn't be like trying to track down maiden names yeah you know because I mean it's you mean out of me like the grandmother's families and stuff too so like I said if you don't keep it focused you you uh, can branch off real quick and get lost <laughs> so 1500s how many generations is that Right, that's, we're that's talking like over 500 years. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like I can tell you, like, like I can tell you, like, where the furthest back I was able to go. I think he's my shoot, is he my eighth? Can't remember. He's my like my eighth or ninth great grandfather, old Joseph Joseph Hilders. He's uh born in 1575. He's the OG Hilders. OG. OG. He's the one that um over in England. Based in England, like he's my tenth great grandfather alive, so I guess ten generations. There you go. I don't seem yeah. so far though. So, huh? I don't seem so far, but I mean it is. Yeah, it is. Like it, it actually it had a lot of information on him because, you know, he's such a obviously big person that so many other families, you know, are from him, so like it's, I was able to see like where he's buried at, like what church and stuff, and you know all that kind of good stuff. And so maybe one day we'll go over that way and I'll get to see where some of my back back roots are are because like my my wife, her you know her dad's from England. Like he him and his mom immigrated over here when he was like in his te- teens or so. So you know they have a lot of family and stuff still and. England, so we're hoping maybe one day we can go over there and visit some of her, you know, that side of the family, and, and at the same time get to see like where you know some of my far back family is from too. Man, that's really cool. You know, what I was thinking, five hundred years, ten generations. I mean, that's very doable. You're talking fifty years apiece. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's you know definitely believable. Wow, and it's crazy. Y'all are both in England. Ancestor-wise, wow. We talked about it, I think, like a couple months ago, and one of the old burial sites was kind of close to Charleston, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I kind of went on a, uh, uh, I think it was back in October, yeah, October of last year. Like, I've always known where, you know, a a big branch, basically the branch of Hilders that 
came to Alabama, like I, I know where they were, you know, or were from in North Carolina. So we took like a whole weekend back in October. I got to explore and, and got to see, I mean, actual tombstone and stuff of like some of my grandfathers and grandmothers and uncles and stuff like that. Because I mean, there's several cemeteries that was literally labeled or called Hillworth Cemetery. So. You know, and then you get the names and birth dates and deaths and stuff that lets you know which show this is which, you know. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. We got to see a lot of really cool stuff and actually got to meet a Hilder Fair because it was one of those weird kind of, I don't know, coincidences, I guess, because, like, we were visiting one of the largest cemeteries, Hilder, Hilder Cemeteries there. Okay. And, and how big is the town that you're in? Oh, man, it is, it's smaller than Belk. Like, I mean, it's, it's about the size of Belk, but... So we're I mean, talking like population, like three, five hundred people. I mean, even that, honestly, it's it's a dying town, kind of like you know Millport and Kent. I mean, it wasn't even as big as Millport, but I mean, honestly, it reminded me identically of hey, Mill, Alabama. Hey, Millport and Kennedy growing now. Oh, is it growing now? Yeah, SDR and Warehouser is expanded. Nice. That's good to hear. Yeah. So I do know what. Uh, yeah. That's not yeah. We got it going on over here, right? Nice. I don't know about all that. <laughs> we don't talk about it. So, I mean, this how far away was this little town from Charleston? Um, it was about, I think it was about four hours. It's like kind of right on the um, North Carolina, South Carolina line. So, it was kind of pretty, pretty close up that way. Okay. It's actually like only about an hour from, oh my gosh, what's the capital of? Of Charlotte, dang, I couldn't think of the, the city. It was only about an hour from Charlotte, North Carolina. So we got to go and stay a day in, in Charlotte and explore too. But that was a lot of fun. So you and, you met a Hildreth while I you did, yeah. very very distant relative. I mean, obviously, I have, I have no idea how we're related. Like we we tracked it back to he's a descendant of one of my uncles. His name was Barry Hildreth, but and that but that's as far as we got. And I, I mean, honestly, I have no idea how. I'm, I really to him. It's, I mean, it's so distant anyways, you know, obviously it wouldn't count, but, but yeah, I mean, he was a Hildreth and he was kind of an older man. He was, only reason I even knew he was a Hildreth because he was putting flowers on the graves of some Hildreth graves. And, oh, so y'all met in the, the graveyard? Yeah, yeah, we met at the graveyard. I, like, I thought it was like a strange exchange maybe at the gas station. No, no. It was, uh, it was at the graveyard. He was there putting uh, flowers on one of the, I think it was his father's grave or something like that and, I mean, of course, I just went over there and introduced myself and told them what I was doing there. And we talked for several hours after that. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was, uh, it was pretty cool. I mean, that whole town is basically called Hillworth Town because, I mean, about everything there is named something Hillworth, like Hillworth Tires, Hillworth Convenience Stores, Hillworth Grocery Stores. I mean, even had like a, I mean, everything, honestly. I mean, because there's so many there still, you know, but. A lot of them are so distantly related that they're not even, they don't want to acknowledge each other, if that makes any sense. Right, um, right. But, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. It's called uh, Ansonville, North Carolina. Um, it was in Anson County, but it's uh, really little of nowhere to talk So, I mean, you found your people. You found your place. Yeah. If, if, you, if you ever have any doubt, you can just go to Hildreth Town. <laughs> what was funny, though, is what his name, his name was James, which, you know, is Uncle Bush's name. Yeah. So, I thought that was that was pretty cool. What was even funnier though is even though his name is James Hillworth, 
they actually call him Jimmy, which is Bush's brother's name. <laughs> so ain't that wild? <laughs> right? That's great. And didn't he lead you down a rabbit hole? Kind of, yeah. Like he, I mean, it was kind of cool, but like I said, we we're so distant. You know, there's a little bit of confusion there. But he sent me to a uh, another cemetery. It was it was probably the oldest cemetery we went to. I mean, it was, it's on private land, but. It's his land, so he obviously he gave us permission. So we went out there, and there was this small cemetery. I don't know, maybe had like less than ten graves in it, but they were all Hildreths, and like even the, you know, like an old Hildreth sign on it. But I mean, a lot of the names I looked at, like I, I can't even find them like on my in my tree, if that makes any sense. So I, I'm just thinking it's like a whole different branch at that point. You know yeah, what I mean? Just a different set um, altogether. Yeah, yeah. So. That's still pretty cool. Did he take you out there? He did somewhat. He he uh, he's an older man, obviously. So like, he can't really walk all around a whole lot. He actually had a, had a wreck about six months before that, so he had like, oh, a bad wreck and everything. But he like showed us on the land where it was at, and he said, you know, you have to walk about. I mean, it was only probably fifty yards, but he basically said there's too many. It was like in a field, right? So I mean, there's too many holes and stuff. So he couldn't really go out there with us. He just kind of showed us where it was and then went on his way. But um, I actually got his number and stuff and. Um, we've talked a few different times since then, so cool. he's trying to sell me some land, actually. <laughs> there so. you go. Get some land in Hildreth Town. That's what you need to do. I know. Yeah, that's, that's what he was doing. He had, uh, I think he had, said he had... Did you find know, your long-lost rich uncle? I don't know about him being rich. <laughs> if he, he's got land. That's always <laughs> worth something. He inherited it, though, so it is very old Hildreth land, but... It's literally just, I mean, just back home, just all woods, you know what I mean? There's, like, nothing to it. You know, you can't even, it's, it's still in the middle of nowhere. He even told me up front, you can't even get water or electricity or anything ran out to it. So, I, th I think it was about, like, I think he said 325 acres that he had, and he was trying to want to know if I wanted some of it, and I'm just like, <laughs> not, not really. <laughs> this is kind of more rural than where I'm from, so... <laughs> if he gives you a good price, you ought to take it. I mean, because land is land, you know? Yeah, that's true. Ain't no telling. Uh, I mean, if it's only like an hour outside of Charlotte, I mean, if, yeah, if, Char yeah, if Charlotte was to move that way, you could be sitting on something, maybe a future shopping outlet. That's true. Never know, maybe one day I'll inherit it and not realize it, because he didn't have any, uh, he, he had, I think he had some kids that they died young, so he had literally like no close relatives so even like the other hilders that were there that he knew like i said they're so distant they don't really have anything to do with each other you know okay so i don't know but that was just interesting all right conversation i guess that we had all right so what is james's thoughts on a red-headed stepchild <laughs> what do you mean well i could play the part if it, <laughs> I had 325 acres. I'd be doing some crazy stuff on the land, all right? I was like, oh, let's build a theme park. <laughs> I don't know. We're going to build a crazy amphitheater. Oh, God. Oh, my God. We'd be doing some crazy crap out there. <laughs> Have like a Bonnaroo or something out there? Yeah, yeah, just like a yeah, huge music festivals. Yeah, that would be crazy. <laughs> If I got to pick the set, man, that would be amazing. Just invite 
40 of my favorite artists come hey come out here it's the first festival I know you probably won't come but it'd be real fun if you did <laughs> yeah it was it was cool it was a good experience like maybe maybe I'll go back one day because I mean there's a bunch I couldn't see obviously I mean because it was a lot of driving I mean it was you know even though it was in this a lot of it's in the same county and around the same area I mean it, it involved tons of driving and then like a lot of times you get disappointed because I mean like I was trying to find um there's a grandfather's grave like I found his wife which was weird but I don't know it was some type of of church thing like where like apparently like whenever one of them would die you know they would be buried in the cemetery they went to church at at that time but then you know she would either remarry you know my grand you know great grandmother would either remarry or go to a different church so then her and then the rest of her other kids that were alive at the time would be buried at that church so it made it very confusing and kind of spaced out as far as cemetery so well, I mean, that's that's something that's still done today. A lot of people just join a church just so they'll have a place to go when they die. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Um, no, that's that's definitely still a thing. A lot of people do that today. Yep. It's family plots. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, I need a I need a holding place, if you will. Uh, I'd like four plots right out of here, and I will be a member of the church. <laughs> great we can probably wrap up with that well hey thanks for listening to porch talk as uh we done it unconventionally we just done it over the phone tonight so at the end we're gonna do some kind of announcements of things that i failed to mention at the beginning or sometime during uh number one mrfapparel.com that is a buddy of mine's business they sell a lot of great gear if you're out hanging out with a friend you're grilling out or you're hanging out at the beach or wherever you find yourself uh, it's something you want to be seen in it's cool it's cool stuff they got pineapple trucker hats it's a trucker hat with pineapple on it so go check all that out it's got stuff for uh, the guys and the girls so number two if you're local to the area, September 7th, St. Paul and the Broken Bones are going to be at Druid City Music Hall. Check that out. Um, you can pre-order the album if you haven't run out of time already. And you can get a ticket to go to the show. And so you get a CD and a ticket at the same time. So win-win. So if you're unfamiliar with them, check them out on NPR's Tiny Desk concerts that is st paul and the broken bones so lastly we like to end the show with some music here you go thanks again for hanging out I see that it needs sweeping 
while my guitar it gently weeps well I don't know why well nobody told you well how to unfold your love Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.